Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through to Luke chapter 7, but before I read our passage, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word, which is abundantly sufficient for our every need. And as we turn to it today, we pray that you would help us to behold wonderful things, and especially to see clearly the Lord Jesus Christ and your gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 7, picking up at verse 36. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his hair with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered, and Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors, one owed five hundred denarii and the other fifty. When they could not pay, he cancelled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one, I suppose, for whom he cancelled the larger debt. And he said to him, You have judged rightly. Then, turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears, and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Then among those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this? who even forgives sins. And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Well, it's a story that is familiar to probably all of us that have been in the church for a while. Simon the Pharisee and the dirty sinner. We remember that we've been following a pretty pretty similar theme for a while now, which is about the fruit we will produce, and the way we're accepted by the Lord Jesus Christ and his abundant grace. And Luke tells the story of this particular day when Jesus went in to eat and drink with a Pharisee, which in and of itself is a wonderful little lesson for us. We often think about the fact that we need to reach out to the unlovable, but some of the unlovables are also the Pharisees. And Jesus didn't deny them to come to him. He welcomed them and engaged with them willingly. And, you know, we should do the same thing. 
we need to reach out to everyone that needs the gospel, which is, well, everyone, right? But Jesus goes into this man's house, eats with him, and this woman comes in. We're told she's a sinner from the beginning in verse 37, a woman of the city who was a sinner. In other words, a prostitute. And she comes in to Jesus and she begins to wash him with her hair and tears and anoint him and kiss him and show this incredible sign of affection and repentance and sorrow. And we see what we might think of as the typical pharisaical response. If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And at this point, we all love to attack the Pharisees for being Pharisaical, and we think to ourselves, typical Pharisees, why will they not learn? Except, we need to remember that this was not written for the Pharisees. I mean, it was, but it's here for us today. You see, the pressing question for Theophilus, who Luke's writing to, and for us, more importantly, is how do we respond? The question is not so much will the Pharisees learn, but will you and I learn? The same message keeps coming back to us in the Gospel of Luke, and the question that we have to ask ourselves is, am I responding to the message about Christ that's coming to me in the Gospel of Luke? Or, like a Pharisee, will I continue to harden my heart and refuse to learn? And what is that lesson? Well, it's the lesson Jesus unpacks with his little parable and words to this woman. He tells the story of two people that owe someone money, doesn't he? And one has a debt cancelled that's large. And the Pharisee rightly points out that it's the one who has the larger debt cancelled that is going to be more thankful and express that accordingly. And of course, Jesus draws that conclusion that that's exactly what's taken place here. This woman has have had much forgiven and therefore expresses her love greatly. Or to use the words of the Sermon on the Mount, she's producing fruit that is in keeping with what she's received, right? She's a tree of forgiveness, and she's producing love that matches the incredible forgiveness that she has received. But there's an important thing to look at here, and that is what Jesus says in verse 47. I tell you her sins, which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. Now it can be tempting to interpret this in a wrong way. When Jesus says, she's forgiven for she loved much, it might be tempting for us to think that I have to love much in order to be forgiven. But that's clearly not what's happening here because Jesus says down in verse 50, your faith has saved you, go in peace. Is it her love that saves her? No, it's her faith. It's her trust that Jesus is the only one that can take away the rottenness, the rottenness of her prostitution and sinfulness. And the same is true for all of us. There is no, no amount of love that you or I can give that is sufficient to take away our sin. It's not our sorrow. It's not our repentance. It's not our goodness nor our badness 
It's not that we produce enough fruit, nor anything else that nets us forgiveness, because nothing can net us forgiveness. What gets us forgiveness is Jesus Christ, and that is received by faith. The love this woman expresses is not something that earns her anything, but a response to the forgiveness she has already received. The love is an expression, it is an evidence of the fact that God has done a work within her. Because if God had not done a work within her, she would still be a woman of the city. And she would not have come to Christ. But the very fact that she is there pouring out her love towards Christ is the fruit of the tree that evidences the fact that she has been made well. Jesus' declaration over her is just a confirmation and promise of the fact that she has already received it. And all of this is an important lesson for us, isn't it? First, in what way do we come? Do we come like the Pharisee thinking we've done enough because we're good enough, because we're not one of the sinners or tax collectors? Do we come thinking we can love enough or do enough? Do we come thinking we're righteous enough? Or do we come because Christ is the all-sufficient saviour? Do we shed our tears over him and wash him and love him and pour out our devotion to him, not in order to receive something from him, but because he has done everything? You see, the fruit that we're being called to produce in the Sermon on the Mountain and all these illustrations is just an outpouring, an overflow of a heart that has come face to face with its Saviour. And is is that the testimony of your life, of your soul? Is it a constant outpouring of your love for the Lord who would set you free from all your sins? May God grant it to be so. Let's pray. Father in heaven, We thank you that your grace is sufficient in the Lord Jesus Christ to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And we do pray that you would give us the same spirit that this wonderful woman had, having received forgiveness and poured out much love because of what she had received. We thank you that you do clear our debts. We ask that you would help us to bear fruit in keeping with the forgiveness we have received. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.